Welcome to Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. I am Chris Burns, America's number one motivational speaker for fiery inspiration and GPS coach for entrepreneurs and high achievers. Each episode, we interview leaders and great role models who make a massive impact in the world to help you master yourself, take courageous action, and make every day your best day ever. Ladies and gentlemen, Monty Y is about to come on and absolutely rock your world in terms of growing, in terms of adding zeros to your life, to your bank account, to your income, to your business. And we're going to dive into some really, really powerful principles that he has a ton of experience and expertise with. So stick around. Before that, let's talk about the sponsor message. Specifically, if you are a world-changing human being, an influencer, an expert, an entrepreneur, you want to get your message out, let's talk. I want to see how I can help you, whether it's on the 12-hour marathon, whether it's helping you start your own podcast, your own platform to get your message out in the world. It is such a blast for me to have a conversation with you. So uh, I'm truly, truly grateful for everyone who reaches out, who contacts me, who lets me know you're up to big things in the world because I got nothing but respect and admiration for you. So keep up the heat and let me know how I can support Instagram at I am millionaire Chris, Facebook.com forward slash TH3 Burns, or email Chris at BeYourGPS.com. And I look forward to you continuing to join us on the 12 hour marathon and these amazing interviews. Next up is the iTunes review of the week. And this week, let's see who it's by. It's by Mr. Brian Kelly from Reacher Peak. And Brian says, authentic and energetic Chris is as authentic as one can be. He loves helping people and his energy is infectious. Watch this show if you want to become your greatest possible self. Thanks so much, Brian. I appreciate you. And if you want to give us a review, go to beergps.com forward slash iTunes or search becoming your greatest possible self on the iTunes store and give us your feedback. Let us know what you love what you want to see more of, how we can improve the show, and give you even more GPS content. Thanks so much in advance for doing that. And while you're there, make sure you subscribe so you can get all the latest updates and episodes. We release an episode just about every day, so you're always getting uh, empowered and fed that amazing wisdom and experience to help you grow into your GPS. I'm going to introduce Monty in just a second here. Make sure you grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, be ready to take notes because this is the gold. I know we're going to dive into some juicy, juicy things in this conversation. So make sure you stick all the way till the end. Stick around. Keep listening. Keep being aware. Keep being present so you can be listening for that one thing that's really going to make the difference for you. Let's introduce him and then we'll bring him on the screen. Monty Wyatt is one of the top coaches in Action Coach Business Coaching. He brings over 20 years of remarkable leadership, business, and personal development experience to executives and business owners alike. Monty's brand promise is threefold. Advance a career, transform a company, and achieve incredible results. Number one, awareness. He helps you see things that you can't see in yourself and your organization. Number two, education. He brings proven strategies in leadership and management, influencing up and down, hiring and training your team, strategic thinking and execution planning, communication adapting, business and personal development. That's a ton of education he does. Also, implementation. Number three, he assists you in thinking through and putting the education into practices, into practice in your daily activities. It's so important to actually implement what you learn, not just philosophy, not just theory, but actually living it. So powerful. And then last, but certainly not least, and what we're definitely going to be diving into today, discipline. Monty holds you accountable to your goals and actions that you are committed to. And accountability is so essential. And we're here to be held accountable to our greatest possible self with Monty. Monty, are you ready to rock the house, man? Chris, absolutely. I'm looking forward to the conversation. Awesome. Well, hey, I appreciate you being here, man. It's going to be a blast of a conversation. I know we're going to deliver tons of wisdom for our audience. So we like to start off this theme, this this day, this interview with a question. And our theme today is a burning obsession, a, your burning obsession. So I'm curious, how has that played a role in your journey, Monty? Having this, this burning obsession, this burning desire, how has it made a difference for you? You know, uh, the burning desire and this, I've not always had this, but I've had for probably the last... I'm going to say 16 years or so, a burning desire to constantly learn. Mm. And I've got, I've got 
more books than my wife wishes I ever had. But, uh, you know, I've, I've got bookshelves and bookshelves. And I cannot say that I've read every word in every book, but I have touched every book and found the key points. Mm. And those are things that have really driven me because the, the more that I learn, the more that I can see. Mm. And the more that I see, the more I can accomplish. And uh, so that, that's, I, I'm, I'm the ceiling of my future. And yeah. the more I, I, I absorb, the more I gather from others and their learnings, the more I can become. Uh, that's so powerful. You said so many great things in there. I just want to spotlight that. Uh, you know, specifically, it's about the books. And so many people are consuming information today, which I love. Go out and learn. Go out and read. Listen to podcasts. Listen to audiobooks. Go to the seminars. Hire the coach. Get the information. And don't be someone like I was, who was in the past just a seminar junkie, who was just like going to these seminars all the time, but never actually implementing. And specifically in your bio, you talk about that. And I think it's 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 super important to have clarity on your intention of why are you reading this book? And it sounds like you really focus on that, Monty. You go for what are the gold nuggets that are really going to make a difference in this topic to help me grow, to help me break through whatever that ceiling was. And that's the other thing I wanted to link to is we are always our, our ceiling. We are always the reason why we are where we are and why we haven't grown to even more. It's because of our own mindset, our own beliefs, and our own behaviors and actions and discipline especially. So I know that you're empowering people to really transform that man. And it's amazing what you're doing. You know, Chris, you, you alluded to this, but I really think that there's a lot of people in the world today that their education has outpaced their implementation. Mm. And like you said, you're the, you're a junkie of the conferences and the trainings and the books and all that. Uh, great. You just read a book. What are you going to implement? Well, right. I don't think I'll implement anything. Well, then you just wasted your hours of reading and yeah. time reading. Even if there's only one thing, what are you going to do differently in your life, your business, with your family because of what you read? Yeah, I love it. I love it, Monty. 100%. Let's implement. And if you are all about implementing, you're listening or watching right now, type that into the comments live or replay. Or if you're on uh, listening to the podcast, take a screenshot, type in implement because that is so key. If you're making a commitment, if you're making a stand to implement, let's start this interview off strong, this conversation with Monty off strong. Type in implement, take a screenshot, post it, and we'd love to hear from you. So Monty, tell us a little bit more about you and, and what you stand for with, with businesses, business owners and empowering your clients to do? You know, uh, I, I'm a farm boy. I'm a farm boy. I grew up uh, in Northeast Iowa, uh, corn and soybean and pig farm. My dad and my brother still farm. And, you know, some of the things that I learned on the farm, you know, you got to do chores every day. You got to feed the animals. You got to get up early. You got to get things done when the, the sun is shining. And just from that learning, I, I brought that into my day-to-day -day life. And mm -hmm. A lot of folks never learned those things. They didn't grow up on a farm, so they may not have been exposed to that. And so I spent 14 years in the agricultural chemical world and time in sales, sales training, sales management, marketing management, every one of those areas. And, and I was just traveling 80% of my time. It wasn't good for family. It wasn't good for uh, relationships. And so at that point, my wife and I decided it was time to find something else. And that's actually when we found business coaching and action coach. And, you know, for, for, God, I'm going to celebrate 15 years. I can't believe that's gone by. Congratulations. Thank you. But for 15 years, I've been helping people see things differently and mm. helping them bring clarity to how they're leading and managing and running their business. And whether it's a CEO of, a multi-billion dollar company or a business owner with two or three million in revenue, these concepts that I've been working with uh, them on for 15 years have just been very impactful. And that, that's what drives me is seeing how small changes make such big impacts every day. Wow. That's, that's powerful, man. I really love how you came from these quote unquote humble beginnings. You had to really get that, that work ethic it, it was ingrained in you because if you didn't do that, then you wouldn't quote unquote survive on the farm. You wouldn't like be able to keep up with the pace and deliver what needed to be delivered while the, sh the sun is shining, while the opportunity is, is present, while the, the land is fertile, so to speak, you got to get your butt in gear and go take action on it. And a lot of people don't have that, that sense of urgency 
to go out and take massive action to produce results. And I think that's that's something that discipline really makes a difference with. When you have the discipline of doing things on a daily basis and not, oh, when I feel like it, but rather you have a structure, you have discipline, consistency. I know we're, we're going to get into a lot of that. It's so important for people to, to use that and leverage that to create massive success and results in their life. Absolutely. You, know, you, you just mentioned the, the sense of urgency. And I think that's a, a challenge when you're a business owner, or you're a department manager, or you're trying to start a new business, or you're, you're going into a new market, you really have to think about what things have to be done now. Yeah. And that's a sense of urgency. What's the impact? It's very easy to get caught up in the, well, this is a nice to have, so I'm just going to get it done. It's easy. So I'm going to work on that right now. We've got to make sure that we say no to things and, and understand what we should be saying yes to and what we should say no to. Mm. Wow. So powerful, man. So I want to go back into your journey a little bit more and talk about, I know in the pre-interview, we talked about how the, the coaching business was like the perfect fit for you and your wife. Uh, how, how did you know that coaching was, was your thing and that's where you, you were, you would be fulfilled. And I mean, 15 years later, there's obviously like, Hey, it really was, you really chose wisely. You knew who you were, you knew what, what would light you up and what your purpose was at some degree. So how did you get clear on that? You know, I'm I'm still trying to see that every day. But what I can envision, you know, in my previous career, I didn't hold one position for more than two or three years because that was the that was the churn of the company. Uh, I got promoted each every two three years was a new job in the same company, and for 15 years I've done the same thing, and that's been pretty powerful. But all of that previous life experience in that that previous career has helped me do what I'm doing today. But yep. what excites me every day is seeing results mm-hmm. and and seeing how people can grab hold of one activity and really make it happen and mm-hmm. going deep into my clients and helping them change and improve and grow in so many ways. That that's just so motivating to me. And you know, my my average client stays with me three to four years. So, you know, I, I know that people are getting the results, they're doing this, but, and that drives me as well because I'm, I'm always marketing. I always have clients coming on, always clients coming off, but it's, it's that impact of always seeing change and growth. And uh, I had breakfast with a client this morning. I got to share this because I think it's just amazing. He said, you know, I, I have a side story for you. And I said, what's that? Well, I was at my cousin's home. And walking around, I looked at some pictures that he had, and you were in one of them. And I didn't know this. His cousin was a past client of mine. Wow. And so a new client and a past client of mine. And he he said, yep, we worked together for six or eight years. And just the impact that he made. And we hadn't had that connection yet. But just years after that client had been done, they still use the tools that I gave them and see still see great value of our relationship. Wow. Isn't isn't that like that's legacy right there, you know, to, to really make that massive contribution to someone where they're still using the principles and the wisdom and the lessons and the structures and the strategies and the and the forms and the process, all of it. They're using that stuff that you gave to them, you equipped them with. And of course there's always going to be evolution and new things that come along to adapt to the, the changing times and stuff, but it's really those core fundamentals. The, the, the concept of discipline, that's not going anywhere, you know, so to really equip people with that so that they can build their, their empire or their success and fulfillment off of that. That's, that's amazing, man. Yep. Yeah. That, that was, that was pretty neat to hear that this morning. That's awesome. That's fun. That's, that's rad, man. So you started with coaching. You kept, uh, you were doing it. You were doing these types of things, managing people, leading, sales, training, all that. And then you said, okay, coaching is a thing for me. I really love seeing the results that people get. It's really fulfilling. It lights me up when I achieve that, when I, when I see that legacy being left in these people's lives. So I know from there, your journey evolved as well to start writing a book and you launched the book and, and completed the book. So tell us a little bit more about that book writing process and what made you uh, want to write that book? You know, I, I'm going to say this has probably been an eight or nine year journey. Wow. And uh, about yeah, eight or nine years ago, my practice kind of changed in the direction, not just from working with small businesses. I started working with larger organizations that were faster growing, that were maybe the inside couldn't keep up with the outside, so to speak. Wow. And so 
that's where I've spent the last number of years. And I've been helping these clients and watching them and seeing what has worked with them, where their challenges were. And over the last number of years, uh, the, the founder of Action Coach, Brad Sugars, and I continued to have this conversation of what is working in that market? What are their challenges? And through that conversation and through my coaching with clients, we identified five disciplines that organizations need to have in place to truly grow exponentially. Mm. And um, many businesses are really good at maybe one or two of these disciplines, but those that grow fast and grow large, they have all five of these disciplines. And that's that's the powerful thing that we learned. And that's that's really the concept of uh, the book, Pulling Profits Out of a Hat, are those five disciplines and, yeah. and instilling them. Because yeah. business is not just about profit. Yeah. It's, it's about building something that's going to outlast us. And when we have that focus, profit does come, but we've got to have the right discipline in, a, in the business. Yeah. And I especially, I love this because a lot of people think that they can build a, a business that is like here today and they're not thinking about what's happening tomorrow. I know in, in our organization, Burn Up Coaching, we're very long-term in our thinking about how we build these structures, how we uh, build relationships and partner up with people. Is this is this good today and may not be good in a year or three years or five years from now? It's like really having the that mindset of how is this going to impact us long-term. And I also love that you've worked with so many people that you've you've distinguished what are these five pillars what are these these certain aspects that really make a business successful these disciplines that really help this business build the foundation so that they can grow really really quickly and I, I think that's that's so powerful so I want to dive into them if you're open for it let's dive into what these disciplines are and start educating our audience on on how they can really start to master these disciplines and grow themselves grow their business in the process you bet. And before I share the disciplines, I want to share how I define a great business because this is, this leads into those five disciplines. So a great business to me, and I talk about this in the book, a great business is one that is sustainable, meaning it's going to be here long term. Second, it's predictable. We can, uh, because of knowing our numbers, understanding our business and our marketing and sales and customer service, we can predict the future. Our business is stable with our team. We have high retention. Mm. Our business is consistent to customers and employees. We know what we're going to get. That's consistency. Mm. And the last piece of a great business is it has an emotional connection. People are emotionally connected to it. So, again, a great business is sustainable, predictable, mm. stable, consistent, and has an emotional connection. Wow. And that's a powerful thing. And, and the five disciplines create that definition. And that's that's so important too. Before we dive into those five disciplines, I love how you paused me and said, "Hey, it's it's great to have these pillars, but if you don't know what's what's the vision of the structure, so to speak, if you don't know like the building, why why are we building this building? It's like if, yeah, you can start putting together the plumbing and the walls and the electrical and all this stuff, but if you don't know why this building is here and what it's supposed to look like or feel like or resemble at the end, then it's hard for us to get started on that. So I love how you said sustainable, predictable." stable, consistent. And I love also how you said two customers and employees, because I think some people might only focus on the, the customer experience. And then internally, it's like chaos and putting out fires all the time, which is not good, not healthy, not, not a great business. And then also the emotional connection, the, the, the cause, the why people are excited to be a part of that movement, a part of the business, whether it's an employee or a customer, just feeling like they're a part of something bigger. I think that's so important. Man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So the, the five disciplines, and there's no particular order, uh, but I'm going to start with strategy. And a, a strategy is the first discipline. And when I say strategy, I define it as how we are going to win. Hmm. And, you know, that's not just about saying what, what revenue and profit and margin we want to have. A strategy is how we're going to win long term. What is the opportunity in the market that we are filling? What is the leverage that we've created in our business so that we can continue to uh, be more profitable and get more done in less amount of time? Yes. A great business strategy is also about 
how are we going to scale? You know, how are we going to duplicate in other markets? How are we going to move to other geographies, whatever it might be? And as a, as a great strategy, it has to be marketable as well, meaning that it's easy for us to tell others what we do. It's easy for us to get in front of that core customer. So a strategy is not setting just budgets. Uh, a strategy is not just saying, here's our goals. Uh, a strategy can encompass those things, but we've got to be clear. How are we going to win long term? And how are we filling the opportunity in the market that's best for us that we can win with? Wow, that's that's beautiful, and I hear that it's it's more than just the the metrics and the data, so to speak. Of of are we going up? Or are we going down? Are we increasing or decreasing? That's that's super obvious, you know. I think most most business owners are hopefully <laughs> have an eye on that. Of uh, and also that there's a a why we're doing these things. Okay, what's the long term plan? Where are we today? Where are we tomorrow? Where are we in a year? And is this especially the market opportunity? Is this still going to be around in a year you know like if, if for example 10 years ago if someone would have invested in blockbuster that would have been a terrible strategy because it was a a retail location and netflix was taking over may, they may or may not have known about that but like to to just be aware of is this place that i'm investing my time and energy into is it going to be around long term long term for us uh we, we do podcast coaching right help people launch their podcasts so that's going to be around a long time it's it's just picking up momentum and monty i know you're getting onto lots of podcasts and media because you know the power of that in being able to get your message out so it's like okay is this going to be around long term does do people love it are they excited to be a part of it if if the boxes are checked and i'm sure you have a ton of questions in your book that people can really access to be able to get clear on this information, then that is a good strategy. You know, the, the, the strategy is so important because that's what creates uh, sustainability. And mm -hmm. I, I believe this, that most businesses that are very successful, they view it as this business will outlast me. Mm -hmm. and so many business owners they're just trying to create their income right now. Right. Everyone should be building to, to truly grow exponential. You have to build a business so it will outlast you. That's when you have a great strategy is you know how this business will outlast you. Wow. Yeah, that's that's so powerful. So that's that's the first discipline is the strategy. And without that, then it's it's not sustainable. It's not uh, long term. There, at any moment, the floor could could come out from underneath us and we, we don't have a business anymore. We don't have profits anymore. So I think having that in place is essential, Monty. So I'm really great. Grateful you brought that up. What's the next discipline? You know, I want to go to the discipline of mission next. Mm. So the first one is strategy. The second one is the discipline of mission. Now, I want to start by sharing what it's not. I'm not talking about a mission statement. What I'm talking about is who we are, how we behave. That's a discipline of mission. Mm. Now, there, there's, there's three components in the discipline of mission that I help a lot of clients make decisions on, but then determine how to make them an ongoing discipline. And the first area is defining our core values. Mm -hmm. Now, every organization needs to have clear behaviors that we want to develop in our people that we're choosing to be known for, that we're going to uh, engage each other with, we're going to engage with our clients with. But many organization have, organizations have unwritten values. Mm -hmm. It could be based on how that person shows up for the day, and that's how we have to react. No, when I, when I say core values, we have to determine them. We have to hire by them. We have to fire by them. We have to make tough decisions by them. We have to ensure that we're treating other people by them. So I believe that every organization should have probably no more than six to eight clear core values that it might be a word or a phrase, and then having a definition that tells us the behaviors of that individual core value. Wow. And from there, we've got to incorporate them into everyday life. They need to be all over the business, but they can't just be a plaque on a wall. They've got to be, when we make decisions, are we fulfilling these core values? When we hire, do we have the right people that live those core values and are open to learning and growing in those core values when we hire them and that we want to continue to be a part of them. So core values 
that's a discipline of mission. Again, it's who we are and how we engage. So that's the yeah. first piece. The, the, the second piece I want to talk about with Corvette or with mission is purpose. Mm-hmm. Again, I said this isn't about a mer- mission statement. I'd much rather every business have a clear purpose statement. And it's the why do we do what we do every day? And getting so clear in a short, concise sentence that drives every person in the business with the energy, with the focus. If something goes wrong, which it will, every day we have things that go wrong, we have to reflect back on that purpose statement. This is why I'm doing what I'm doing. And when our purpose is that clear, it will energize us, focus us. And, and I often tell the story, you know, you, you're walking down a street and you see a building being built. And maybe you've heard this, this story, but you, there's three guys working. So you ask the first guy, what are you building? He says, I don't know. I'm just laying bricks. Well, that didn't tell us anything. So I walked to the next guy. I said, what are you building? He says, I'm not sure, but I'm building a wall right now. Well, I walk down. I still don't know what the heck I'm, I'm seeing that they're building. I walk up to the third guy and he looks up into the open air and he says, I'm building a cathedral. Mm. And that is a purpose that he has in front of him. Every business has bricklayers and wall builders, mm. but I want to help organizations create cathedral builders yes. in everything they do. And that's getting clear on what your purpose is as a business. And it's deeper and broader than just making money. Mm. A re- result of making money is because you have fulfilled your purpose. Yeah. I'm curious, how, how do you find people with their own per- personal purpose and life mission and then the business purpose and, and the aspect of mission? How do you see those, those blend usually? Do you find that there's a, a lot of synergy in that? Is it you know, hit or miss? Someone has this purpose and then they create a business that's, that may not be totally aligned. How's, how's your experience with that, Monty? You know, my, my belief is they have to mold together. Mm. You know, if, if I have a personal purpose that I've created and I'm living by it and I'm working for a company that my purpose doesn't match their purpose, mm. I'm not going to enjoy my career. I'm not going to enjoy what I'm doing. I'm not going to be energized mm. because it's pressure, it's pain, it's challenge. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons why a business has to have a clear purpose to attract the right people into the organization. And, you know, just because someone has a different purpose statement or has different values doesn't make them a bad person. It just means that we're just not the right fit. And that that's how you define if we have the right people on the team. Mm. Are they the right fit? Do they have the same? Do they match our purpose? Do they have the same values? And many businesses, oh, you've got a heartbeat. Okay, great. We'll we'll hire you. <laughs> got warm breath. Great. You, we 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 got a heartbeat, and we can we have somebody living. Right. No, you got to have the right person. Mm. Yeah, and I'm sure that that takes experience too to be able to sort through people and ask the right questions, the hiring questions of you know, do you really align with this purpose? Because you you could ask that question, do you align with these values? And everyone's like, yes, I do. <laughs> it's like, well, and then they get into the workplace, and do they actually behave like that? That's a whole nother animal. <laughs> you know, there, there's a question that I challenge my clients to ask in interviews after you show. The, the, the prospective employee, your core values, yeah. I suggest asking, which one of these will you have the hardest time with? Mm. And most people say, oh, I can do them all. No, that isn't what I asked. Yeah. Which one are you going to have the hardest time with? I want them to be open and honest. I want them to be honest with themselves and with me mm. to where are they going to struggle? And if, if they say I can do them all, uh, they're not being fully truthful. They're, they're fooling themselves and they're trying to blindfold me a little bit on some of their challenges. Yeah. Wow. What a powerful question. Which one of these core values are you going to have the most difficulty with? And I think that's, that's so powerful as well. Cause if they, if they just totally uh, like blank out as well, and they're not able to even communicate to the essence of the value, you can tell like right away, if someone's BSing you like, Oh, I can do them all. And then you say like, really, no, how, how will, 
will you manage these? Which ones are you going to have a different difficult time with? And then they're like, uh, you know, it's like they, they just aren't being real. They aren't being grounded and in the conversation because if they know, hey, these are my core values. And, you know, sometimes I, I fall a little bit short on this because of these tendencies, these habits, these things that go on in my personal work ethic or my perspective, whatever it might be. Uh, that's, that's really powerful money. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. That's so awesome. So we the first one's strategy. The second one is mission, and that is two parts, both the mission and core values, as well as the purpose of the organization. Let's talk about the third discipline. All right. Third discipline I want to touch on is business development. Mm -hmm. And the three components in business development are marketing, sales, and customer service. Mm -hmm. And this is where we get a predictable business because uh, I've seen so many businesses do this that they're they're in a teeter-totter effect. I need clients, so I do a lot of marketing, do a lot of marketing. Then I get leads. Now I got to do a lot of sales and, and follow through, and I stop my marketing. So we're just in a teeter-totter effect. A great company that's going to grow exponentially has to have consistent marketing to the right core customer that is clear on who we are and what we provide yes. in the marketplace and we've got to have a clear sales process that attracts them, that qualifies them, that, that makes sure that we can satisfy them. Mm -hmm. And then we've got to have great customer service uh, in order to keep that customer coming back. The, that's a business development cycle. Mm -hmm. And so many businesses say, well, we're not very good at, uh, at sales, but we're really good at marketing. Well, you're going to struggle. Or mm -hmm. we're really good at sales, but we can't get new prospects in. Or we're good at sales, but we can't keep our clients. Okay, mm. well, you got to have all three to have great business development. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's that's powerful because I, I imagine a um, a chain, right? Like a, a, a chain linked together. And if one of those links is weak, then the the process from start to finish of the chain is going to have a breakdown. There's going to have uh, or bottlenecks is another great example. Like where where are the bottlenecks? Where do people fall off the process? It's like if you really stink at marketing, but then on sales and, and delivery, you're awesome. There's a huge bottleneck that's going to stop your growth potential. On the other hand, if you're really awesome at marketing, really great at sales, but the client delivery isn't so hot, then that's going to be the bottleneck that really stops you from expanding and, and becoming your, your GPS and creating the, the company that really fulfills your vision, your mission, your purpose. And I, I think it's important to be aware of where those weak links are, Monty. And this is, this is a great overview, man. Marketing, sales, and customer service. Those are three hot places that people are either super great at or not so great at. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> this is awesome. This is great. And I think anyone who's listening or watching right now, it, like if you have a business, this is gold. This is like, okay, am I doing these? I'm going through this checklist in my own head saying, okay, some of these I'm doing really well. Some of these uh, I have some room for growth on. So this is awesome, Monty. I know that there's there's entrepreneurs out there who are listening who are like, okay, I know I need to step it up. I know I need to keep listening to this. I get to really uh, invest in this and implement in these strategies and these processes and these disciplines to be able to to create bigger results and, and ultimately more fulfillment, more happiness. Like you, everyone wants to deliver the best to their organization, to their clients and customers, to their team and have everything be thriving. Sometimes we get in our own way. Sometimes we don't know what we don't know. And that's why people like you are here to serve us, Monty. So thanks so much for this. Let's dive into the fourth discipline, man. What is that? So it's, it's the discipline of people. Mm. Okay, so our, our people are so important, we made it a discipline all by itself. Wow. And, and, and there's a couple components that I want to touch on. The first one is leadership. Now, I, I want to say this, that I believe that the world <laughs> has combined management and leadership incorrectly. Mm -hmm. Just because we're a manager does not mean we're a great leader or, mm -hmm. or a leader at all. Yeah. Anyone can be a leader and should be a leader because it's based on your influence, uh, not your title. Oh. And so a part of the discipline of people is creating leadership, and it starts with self-leadership. Mm -hmm. We want every person in an organization to create self-leadership. And we've got some, some key points around developing personal leadership because if, if, I, if I don't have personal leadership, I can't lead other people. And so the part of the discipline of people is that self-leadership component. Mm. 
which leads into the second point of talent development. Hmm. Leadership and talent development, I've separated those two topics because leadership, again, is about ourselves. We have to have self-leadership first. Talent development is our way as an organization that we're teaching and giving the tools to our employees to do the best they can in their job. Mm. Now, how, how are we onboarding them from day one they, when they start working for us to if they've been here three years, five years, 10 years, how are we continuing to grow their skills and we're growing the talent and developing the talent of our business so we can be here long term, so we yeah. can uh, grow and maximize the business. And so many organizations say, well, I, I hired them, I pay them enough, they should know how to do this. Well, the organization has to have some ownership of how we are developing and keeping our talent. Mm, wow. There is so much gold here. I just, I, I love this. So it's really the people is, it, you made it its own discipline because having a structure, having a process, having a culture of how do we treat and educate and empower our people to be successful. And you know, the first thing that comes to mind is, you know, if, if someone's in, for example, we have a, a video editor, an audio editor for our podcasts, how am I equipping that person with the information to grow themselves? Am I teaching them about how to market these videos? Is that something that they want to learn? Maybe they want to learn more um, transitions and types of video editing techniques. So it's really, what is their growth path? How do they want to become the, the greatest possible self, their greatest version? And how can I equip them with the right training and resources to do that? But I also love how you said from the point of onboarding, how, how are we making sure that this is a, a nurturing relationship? Like we're there every step of the way to, to predict what might go off track, to, to be in communication with them, to have feedback. And also you mentioned about leadership of one, like starting with yourself, self-leadership is so essential. You can't go out and expect to lead other people if we're not leading ourselves. So I love how you really start with that. And then as we become successful lead leaders of ourselves, then we are, we're the role models, we're the demonstration, we're the example. Because I, I don't think it's so much about telling people what to do as being the example and saying, this is how I do it. This is how I live the culture, the values, the core values. This is how I live the mission. And that's what we expect you to do as well. If you have questions on it, we're here for you. We can we can support you in uh, embodying that even more in your work, in your behavior and daily activities. That's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. This is great. This is great. Okay. So I want to recap for everyone because we're I think we're on to the, what is it? We're going to be on the, the fourth one? Uh, we're on our fifth, I think. Wow. We're on the fifth. We're flying. So we have strategy. We have mission. We have uh, people, right? Did I miss one in there? Business development. Business development. That's why I didn't underline it. <laughs> I'm taking notes over here. This is this is gold, Monty. So we have strategy, mission, business development, and people. Okay. So what is the fifth pillar of discipline? You know, and, and we kind of talked about this as you, you introduced our conversation. The fifth discipline that I want to talk on is the discipline of execution. Ooh. So we talk about implementation. Execution is all about uh, what are the processes? What are our ways of working as an organization so that things can be consistent to, again, our customers and our internal employee base? Okay. You know, I, I mentioned leadership with, with people. Well, management is needed with the discipline of execution. Yeah. I, I really believe this, that business today, the business world needs more management and leadership. It's not an or, it's an mm -hmm. and. Yes. And every... There's, there's no one that's, that's born with management and leadership skills. We have behaviors that can support that, but there are true ways of working around leadership and management. And the discipline of execution is about management. You know, you, we can't lead, we can't manage people. I'll say it that way. We can't, no one wants to be managed. We lead people and manage processes. So if, uh, if we're wanting to grow the business, what are the processes we need to manage? Maybe we need to, to manage how many leads we uh, generate each week. How, what's our conversion rate? What's our sales process? What's our customer service process? We can manage those things. We can't manage the people that are doing them. We manage the process. And that's where many organizations uh, stumble is they're trying to manage people instead of giving them, here are the five the, the five ways of working that we want to have as an organization. And, and 
I want to share this story because I, I think it's important. When I say processes, uh, I, I had a client say this a few weeks back. Well, we don't want to be corporate. Mm. And I said, well, what do you mean by corporate? Well, we don't want other people to tell us what to do. And I said, time out. Having our way of working doesn't mean that you're corporate. Mm. I said, envision this. If you've got 10 customer service reps, would you rather have all 10 treating customers in the same way and following a way of working or process that we have? Or do you want all 10 of them to do whatever they want? No. Well, we want them all to do it the same way. Well, that's our way of working. That's a process. Mm. And if you think that's corporate, then you've been scarred in your past and we got to overcome that scar yeah. because if you truly want to grow, you're not going to have 10 customer service reps in the future. You're going to have 100. Mm. And, and, and if you have 100 customer service reps treating the customer differently, you will go from 100 customer service reps to less than 20 to less than 10 to probably going out of business. And that's discipline of execution is we have to have consistency. And when we have that execution, our financials will come into play and that you, you got to manage that. But if we don't have all the others working, the financials aren't going to be there either. Nope. And I, I want to highlight what you said there just to re re-emphasize this. You can't manage people. You lead people. And that's that's by being the example, by showing them the processes. You manage the processes. Casting the vision, casting yeah. the direction, seeing the big picture, that following the purpose and the core values, that's leadership. Wow. I love it. I love it, Monty. So the, the processes, that's really, I think so many leaders are just telling people what to do. Here's your task. There's your task. And it's like micro, uh, micromanagement is the term that I, that comes to mind for me, but that's not really empowering the team to, to be autonomous, to be, you know, self-fulfilling, to get the information that they need at the perfect time. So they're not dependent on each other or on, on the management, so to speak, and the leadership of others. They can fulfill their own, uh, you know, quota and their own uh, process. And I think that's super important to, to not be dependable and also, I think uh, you. I think you mentioned something around the, the words of, "How are you going to make sure that this lives on beyond you?" And if you don't have processes in place, if someone doesn't have that in place, then they're not going to be able to give away the responsibility. They're going to be putting out fires all the time. They're going to be, uh, you know, ball and chain to this business and and almost like a prisoner to it instead of being free to do what they do best, staying in their genius zone, whatever that is of leadership most likely and growing the company uh, with big deals and, and really strategic uh, movements and projects to, to grow themselves. Absolutely. You know, there's, there's so many businesses out there that um, – if, if someone goes on vacation and I'm a customer and I need that person, well, they say, well, that person's out this week. You'll have to call back next week. Well, <laughs> the, the customer is not getting served. No. And that tells me you don't have internal processes because internal processes should be able to still flow no matter who is working or on vacation this week, the company can still support that customer because we've got proven ways of doing things. Yeah. Yeah. It's powerful. And I also, I also want to speak to the other part you mentioned about if in the past, the, the corporate aspect uh, felt, didn't feel good to someone. If someone didn't feel good with the corporate aspect and you don't want structure, you don't want strategies and processes and you, you don't want to be tied down. You want to be free bird and do what you want when you want. Okay. You know, I think that there's a, a time and a place for that. And for me, I personally came from that background of saying, I don't want any anybody managing me, managing me, telling me what to do. I want to do what I want when I want. And it led to total chaos in my business and having to go put out all those fires and having to micromanage people. And I'm like, you know what? I think there's an aspect of it that is extremely necessary. It's a necessity for a true business, for a business that scales, for a business that really achieves its its mission and its purpose. Like if if you don't have those, if someone doesn't have those purposes or those uh, processes in place, they won't be able to fulfill that purpose. So I, I think it's so important what you're saying here, Monty. You know, the, the concept of these five disciplines, when all five of them are working, Oof. 
we believe that the concept is called adding zeros. And that's what we've coined is when, when all five of these are working, we're adding zeros to the entire business. And uh, it's, it's growing, not just revenue and profit, but we're adding zeros in employee retention, client retention, mm. uh, you know, engagement, uh, giving back to the community. We're adding zeros in every area of our business. If we only focus on the financials, we will not be long-term successful. We have to be adding zeros in every area of the business. And business development, we have to add zeros. People, we have to add zeros. Execution, mission, every one of them, we have to be adding zeros. And, and that's a piece of our process is helping our clients identify what are the right items to be on the dashboard mm-hmm. that we're measuring in adding zeros to the business. And adding zeros is maybe we take something for maybe our uh, client acquisition cost is $1,000. Every time we spend $1,000, we know we get a new client. Well, how can we make that more effective that we get 10 clients for every $1,000? That's yes. adding a zero. Let's do it, Monty. Let's do it. <laughs> Absolutely. That's, that's adding zeros. And it's that's thinking exponentially instead of uh, linearly. Mm. You know, we, we've got to think exponentially and it isn't always in a straight line. Well, I'm going to grow 10% every year. No. What if you grew 10 times this year in yes. that area? Wow. And and I know you mentioned in the beginning that there's no uh, particular order to doing these disciplines. How does someone know where to start and, and where they should really start investing their time and energy in these different disciplines? So a, a couple resources that I'll share with you that, that I provide, and then I'll give a general statement. Uh, we have uh, a couple of things on our website, adzerosnow.com. There is a short, quick quiz that you can take that will give you some insight and it will give you a quick email afterwards that based on your answers, you could work on this discipline. Okay. Uh, if you want to go more depth, more in depth with your team, we offer a team five disciplines assessment. So it might be your entire department. Maybe it's your executive team. If you want to do your whole company, you sure can, but it's 50 questions. There's 10 questions per discipline that help you uh, understand what we do well, maybe what we haven't done at all. And, you know, that that's a great way. But the just in a, in a general sense, uh, it's identifying where do we have the biggest bottleneck in our business? For us to be a great business, what's holding us back? Is it that we can't keep the good employees? Is it that we uh, don't have a clear process for X? Is it that we don't have good sales systems or sales way of working? Maybe we don't have a clear strategy. And I, I love to ask this question. Um, and, and this is what a good strategy should do, that you should be able to state it in a sentence. If you can't state your company strategy in a sentence, you don't know it clear enough. And I love asking teams that question, what's our company strategy? And if there's five people in the room, I'm going to get five answers. If there's 10 people in the room, you get 10 different answers. Then that tells me that strategy is probably where we should start. Mm, wow. And, and strategy, again, to recap, it's how we're going to win the opportunities in the marketplace. And there's, there's a company strategy, and then there's also department strategy as well, isn't there? Well, the, the department strategy must support the organization. And so I, I think the word strategy is is overly used for so many things. Well, we need a strategy around that. Well, <laughs> we've already got a, a over overarching company strategy. Yeah. How are you going to execute in that? And, mm. and the term I like to use, we have to uh, think strategically so we can plan for execution. So strategic thinking, execution planning and strategic thinking is recognizing where do we want to be long term? What is the opportunity in the market? What is our one sentence strategy? And based on the goals that I have for the next 12 months, the next 90 days or whatever it might be, what is it that I have to implement or execute to get us closer to that result? Beautiful. And so many. Well, we need a strategy for that. Oh, you need an implementation plan is what you need. Wow. 
this power, powerful distinction. I, I mentioned it earlier. Sometimes people just don't even know what they don't know. They don't know that there's a better way to do it. There's a better, it, it's not just a strategy, quote unquote, that is so easily thrown around, but it's an implementation plan. And to, to like really create a process too of, of how, how are we going to manage this process? Is this process producing the results that we anticipated? Is it hitting the numbers that we want to? Are people feeling good about it? Are they executing on the, the, purpose of the organization and the mission of the organization by following this process. And I think there's so many parts that can go together to really have it all work. And I'm, I'm sure that that business owners can get overwhelmed by this stuff really quickly without a guide like yourself, Monty. Absolutely. And, and it does take time to create these disciplines. Yeah. And so that, that's, that's my objective uh, is to build these disciplines, give the tools to organizations so that the business creates these disciplines. Mm. Uh, so many organizations are based around the discipline of a person. Mm. These disciplines should be organizational disciplines. So this is our way of working. This is how we do business development. This is how we do the discipline of people. This is our way of working for our processes. This is how we want to manage. I, I, I'm not saying create robots. We need to have our our, our, our personalities into these things, but every company needs to have their way of working. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And as far as the book, you know, we've covered some of these, these disciplines. Uh, I'm curious, what will people get when they get involved and invested in the book? You know, the, the pulling profits out of a hat, not only talks about the five disciplines, but it gives some examples in each area, how to implement some questions to answer to really, I, I think of it as a resource guide as you're growing your business. Mm -hmm. And so it's going to give you some specific actions. Uh, it also identifies uh, the constituents that businesses have to satisfy. Mm -hmm. And and, and I'm not going to give those here today because I want you to buy the book to find out. But the, there's there's five disciplines, excuse me, five constituents mm. that every business has to satisfy again to grow. Wow. And we, we mentioned one of them is people, maybe they focus solely on the customer. A customer is a constituent of a business. Mm. So many businesses focus on the customer and not engage with the employees as well as they should. So they are not serving another constituent. Mm. So that that's a big piece of how these disciplines impact an organization and who they satisfy as well. Yeah, yeah, this is great. And Monty, how would someone know if they uh, if the book would be the best resource for them to get in, involved in first, or if having a conversation with you and and working with you and your team directly, how would they know where where they should go to start off? You know, we uh, we have a team of facilitators that help organizations implement these disciplines. And, and I really believe this. If, if I'm a CEO of a business and I'm trying to implement all of these things, what happens when the CEO is in the front of the room telling people uh, the process? What's the room do most of the time? They, right. They're going to follow the CEO. Right. Right. I want the CEO to be a part of the conversation. Mm. And I, I've been in team meetings with brand new clients and I ask a, a tough question and the whole room looks down the table at the CEO. And I said, no, I'm the one asking you the question. He's, I'm, I've already told him or her not to answer the question until the room has shared. Mm. Because as having this outside facilitator come into this organization helps the CEO be part of the conversation. Yeah. So it's not just looking for yes men or women. It's looking for people that are wanting to be engaged and yeah. facilitating the process. So I'm not only bringing the education and how do we implement, but I'm facilitating the process so everybody can be fully engaged in it. So mm. you know, how do you tell it's, hey, uh, I'm going to help you learn it. I'm going to help you fit it into your structure, your organization. Mm. But I want you to be a part of the conversation when we make these decisions and how we make them disciplines in your business. That's great. And I, I hear the, the people who really should have a conversation with you are the ones who want growth the fastest. I know that's, that's definitely when you deal one-on-one -on -one with a person, with an expert like yourself, Monty, that's how people can get the, the quickest results and with your team, of course, as well. And also they're, they're ready to look at what isn't working with, with open authenticity and a willingness to say, Hey, you know, I might not be succeeding at this at the level that I want to. And that's okay. I'm not going to, you know, feel bad about it. I'm not going to, you know, get down on myself. And I know that some things have to change. And sometimes people don't want to go 
pursue that change because it can be uncomfortable. So I think also people who are willing and open to to apply the feedback are also those who want to have a conversation with you and really start to see huge results in their business. And all those those qualities could also apply to someone who wants to get the book. If you just want to start, you know, with your own process and start learning more about about Monty, about these disciplines, and asking those questions and see what you can do in your organization, I fully encourage you to do that as well, so you can get that information and really start improving. I know this this book is awesome, man. I'm gonna get it. It's I, like wow, wow, Monty, this is rocking, rocking, man. Yeah, this is this is great stuff. So. I think that if we could really give people some some final takeaways of of we talked about a couple different of these disciplines we talked about the strategy the mission the business development the people and the execution and and these are all like we had a little bit of time to cover them today, you know, a very brief amount of time. And I know you could go so much deeper, you know, talk about days on days for each of these things. Uh, but, you know, we've really covered a lot. And I just want to give people a, a recap of, of what we talked about and, uh, you know, just just drive it home, Monty. Yeah, I want to want to give you three points. One, I want to review the definition of a great business. Mm. It's sustainable, predictable, stable, consistent, and has an emotional connection. And that's a great business. A great business doesn't just provide you an income. It should outlast you. Yes. So that that's the first point. The second point is discipline creates profit. And organizations need to have discipline, not just a person, but organizations must have discipline. And, and the last thing, just as we said earlier, you lead people and you manage process. When you do those things, you will be pulling profits out of the hat and making more money and adding zeros in every area of your business. Let's do it, Monty. So I want to encourage people to take the next steps and actions with you. How can they do that? How can they stay connected? How can they get the book? Let's tell them, Monty. You, know, you can uh, reach out to me at uh, Monty at MontyWyatt.com is my email. Uh, AddZeroesNow.com is our website where you can learn more about us, our facilitators, our process. And you can get uh, Pulling Profits Out of a Hat at your favorite bookstore, whether it's Amazon, Barnes & Noble, uh, Books a Million, you name it, you can find it. It's at uh, all the airports as well. I love traveling and seeing the book in the airports. So wow. uh, just, uh, just a little exciting thing I, I have to share. We, we've had an amazing last couple of months. Uh, the book has had great support. We, we got Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestseller lists, and that, that's just showing that the business community is really supporting the concept and, uh, and the process that, that, that we've got within the book. So we're, we're very excited about the future. Wow. You're just getting started too, Monty. I love it. So everyone go to www.addzeros now. Get more information. You can also take that quiz that Monty talked about earlier and go get the book, Pulling Profits Out of a Hat. This is gold, 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 Monty. So I also want to leave our audience with, let's say, a, a last 60 seconds of, of encouragement of, of you know your wisdom of being a business owner, a business coach, and really empowering the world in a big way. What do you got? Let's give them some more inspiration, Monty. So my, my inspiration and encouragement to everyone is this question right here. How can we? Mm. And, and everyone needs to ask themselves, whenever you get a challenge, instead of saying, we can't do that because of this. Oh, we tried it before it didn't work. The question has to be, how can we make this work? And there is always a solution. This is abundant thinking. Uh, scarcity thinking is, oh, there's not enough. We can't do it. Uh, to truly succeed, you have to have and find and keep abundance thinking. And I, I, I'm with you. It's not always easy to keep, uh, but you have to ask that question every day. How can we? Mm. How can we? Monty Wyatt, thank you so much for being here. You are a legend, and I'm so excited to see what you produce in the world of business, in people's lives, in organizations growing and impacting the world in a bigger way, man. Thank you so much for being here. Hey, Chris, I really appreciate the conversation and uh, look forward to talking again soon. Absolutely, man. We'll see you soon, okay? Thank you. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for tuning in. Right now, we've reached the end of this episode but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. 
Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self? Again, a big shout out to our sponsor, EmployeeEscapePlan.com. If you're committed to learning how to truly harness your abilities and passions to serve the people who are hungry and desperate for what you have to offer, make a great income off of your genius, or if you're ready to get more clients to pay you more money, head over to www.employeeescapeplan.com and let Joe know you were sent by Chris. Did you enjoy this episode? Let your friends know about it. Share the website, beyourgps.com and send me some love on social media. If you want to clarify your vision, uncover blind spots, get more energy, tap into your flow and take massive action, head over to beyourgps.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. Now, master yourself, create your reality, and make every day your best day ever. <laughs>